Three tips for taking your Bible verses way out of context. Coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast at ReachKeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. Focus, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. Today we're covering an important topic of how you can take a Bible verse out of context. If you've wanted always to know how to do that, I'm your trainer today. So anyway, good to have you here. My name is Mike Holmes, the director of the uh, Baptist Youth Mission and ReachKeep.com. And I'm back in my studio and it is great to be home and it's great to be with you again. If some of the things we talk about today are important to you, uh, please do me a favor, hit a like button or hit a subscribe button or hit a share button, wherever they may be. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Let's jump right into our topic here. We're going to talk about ways and, and what I want to do is give you three ways to really mess up, all right? Right. And these are in jest, of course. I mean, I'm kind of telling you the way to, to really uh, be bad. So you're not supposed to be bad. But at the end, if you are bad, I'm going to tell you how to be good. All right. So we're going to give you a little anecdote for uh, not anecdote, antidote for uh, for what we're going to be talking about here. So we're going to talk about how to really become a heretic, if you want, or how to take Bible verses way out of context, or maybe in the case of how to really mess up your sermon. Uh, in fact, uh, speaking of sermons, season six is in development right now. We're going to be doing an entire season on sermon preparation and delivery, and I'm very excited about that. Got a lot of different things and get a lot of uh, requests. We get a lot of talk about some of this and how to pre- do presentation of sermons, and not necessarily the theology side, but some of the, uh, you know, when you're standing up in front of people and what to say and how to use illustrations and the emotions of a sermon and how it goes up and when you deliver truth and when you stop delivering truth and make application. All of that will be coming up in season six of the Better Sundays podcast and looking forward to that should be starting uh, very soon. Okay, we've got several more of these kind of random podcasts that we're doing. And again, thank you for all my podcast listeners and my YouTube uh, people. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the new subscribes here lately too. little red box there. If you haven't subscribed, hit that. Uh, We've had a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff. But on to being a heretic. Here we go. Um, if you really want to take a Bible verse out of context, okay, or the, uh, you know, really kind of, you know, get way, way out, the very first thing is to make sure that you have an agenda, okay? Make sure that you have an, a, something you're trying to get done, and that's important to you more than anything else, and you will really mess things up. If sermons have agendas, we know that they can sometimes go wrong. We know that sometimes great leaders get agendas, and they take into Entire swaths of people, uh, you know, off into, uh, you know, uh, terrible, terrible things that can happen. And there's a fine line between having an agenda and being a leader. When you have an agenda, it's the idea of you're going to take these people, you're going to manipulate them for your own good and to satisfy your predetermined thoughts. When you are taking a, when you're a leader, you are taking people to where they need to be and where they need to be developed from a biblical perspective, okay? The biblical perspective is that we'd have strong families, that we'd have men that, that have character, that we'd have children that honor their parents. 
All of those kind of things are biblical type of things. And when we get a little bit into the agenda type of things, it has to do more with us, you know, that my offerings would be bigger or my sermon would, you know, I get a lot of applause or amens or, you know, hallelujahs or however it works in your church, you know, that I would get a lot of pats on the back, that kind of thing. And I have much more of a, of a, of a drive to get people to do something for me rather than to do something for what God wants for them. And that is a difference. Making sure that you have an agenda is the very first thing, and then you can find a Bible verse to prove your agenda. In fact, I'm thinking of doing a podcast here of all the Bible verses that I've heard taken way out of context and really messed up, and I think that would be kind of an interesting one, and maybe uh, you could share some of those. If you have a verse that's been really taken out of context that you know of, uh, please put it in the comments below, and I'll read those, and we'll see if we can add that to the to the list of things we'll talk about, some of the uh, just great heretical things that have been uh, talked about, because people had an agenda. So number one, you want to make sure you have an agenda, Okay. And number two, you want to make sure if you're going to really, really mess up and take a Bible verse way out of context or take a sermon way over here, okay, you need to make sure that you totally forget the context, okay? The Bible was given by inspiration, and the Holy Spirit had a thing that he was thinking about when he made that verse and uh, used that writer to write that verse. It was given by the breath of God. It was given by inspiration, and we need to know what that historical and grammatical and the, you know, the literal context is of that and run with that and not our own context, not the own thing that we have made up, which really kind of goes from the agenda to making up your own thing, making up your own context. And we have all heard Bible verses that have been taken out of context. And again, I think there's a podcast coming uh, where we're going to go through and show you some of those. That ought to be a lot of fun. So make sure that you forget the context and you forget what it was historically. Don't take it literally. Make it spiritual, you know. Uh, or, you know, you come up with some, you know, fancy meaning uh, that nobody else came up with but you. Um, I was speaking with a guy just this week, and he says, I think I cracked the code on the book of Revelation. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> and he wanted to talk some more about it, and I'm I'm all for talking about the Book of Revelation. I am not Mister Revelation, uh, you know, eschatology uh, guy. You know, I don't uh, uh, haven't spoke on that a lot as a pastor. We preached on it some and and covered it, but uh, you know, when this guy said, I think I cracked the code. Okay, it was like okay, I mean, little red flags kind of coming up in my mind there. But make sure that you, if you're going to be a heretic, if you're going to go ahead and jump off the deep end. Go ahead, forget the context, forget the grammar, forget you know all that stuff, and just go with what you think that that verse needs to mean, okay? So this is the way how to take them way out of context. So number one, there's have an agenda. Number two, forget the context. And number three, just never cross-reference anything. In other words, never, never check anything out. In other words, if there's a verse and it's got some good meaning to you, but it might have something else over there that makes it clear or a little bit different. You know, forget that cross-reference and stuff. It's just powerful just the way it is. Just take one little verse and run with it. Um, and, I'm, of course, I'm speaking in jest here, folks. We need to have a, uh, a systemic, uh, a systematic is the word I want to say there, a systematic theology. We want to have a system where, whereby we study the entire Word of God and we know what those things are and cross-reference. 
referencing and knowing what Matthew and Mark and Luke said and how that applies to John and knowing what John, you know, Luke said and Matthew and kind of looking at all those things together, making sure all of those are uh, synchronized, okay, and that you're, you're, you're kind of weighing the stories against each other. They're given by inspiration, no doubt. But there are different viewpoints. There's no doubt. It's kind of like if you saw a car accident, you know, and someone saw it from that angle, and someone saw it from that corner, and someone saw it from that corner. You'd have three different views of the exact same event. There are some differences, but the event is the same, okay? And you, if you're a good investigator of a car accident, you would cross reference you would check all those out make sure you study to show yourself approved unto god very important thing so folks when plain sense makes common sense seek no other sense so hey let me give you the antidotes for some of these things and this is just my personal uh things that i have done okay this idea of uh, having an agenda i always want to make sure that when i read the bible and i'm a regular devotion bible reader guy and you can see some of my other videos we have in fact, I'll reference them here on how to have private devotions and how to have, uh, you know, really spend time alone with God. Um, I'll reference those or put those in the notes there. But you need to pray a, a little prayer that is found in Psalm 119, verse, I believe, 18. And it basically is a summary. It's, Lord, open my eyes that I may behold the wonderful things that you have presented to me that are in your law, that are in your book. Okay. And you pray and you say, God, Help me to have your agenda. Open my eyes to your agenda. And when you do that, you won't mess up a sermon. You won't end off in Hereticville. You won't be taking Bible verses way out of context. You'll be saying, this is what the Lord says. And you'll be presenting what God has illuminated to you. That idea that his Holy Spirit illuminates our hearts is such a powerful, powerful study. So I, here's what I do for that first one. Instead of having an agenda, I make sure I get God's agenda, that I open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. A beautiful little simple prayer every time you prepare a sermon, every time you work on a Sunday school lesson, every time you are, are studying the Word of God just for your own personal enjoyment and fellowship with the Lord, you just say, Lord, open my eyes that I can see what you have for me. Very powerful prayer. Uh, the second one here is, is where I had said kind of, you know, forget the context. I wrote this down, feed systematically. In other words, you need to have a systematic thing. Now, if you are a theology person, you're familiar with the idea of systematic theology. Okay, now this is way beyond the scope of what we're talking here, but this is the idea that we approach the Bible in a in a system way rather than grab one here, grab one here, grab this here, grab this here, grab this here, bring everything all in and make it say what we want to say. It's the idea of having a system. Now, what this means to me is more than just like reading the Bible through in a year. That is not, uh, that, that's a good goal. Go for it. Make sure that you've done that at least once in your life. Read the Bible through in a year. I personally think that's a little bit too much content. Uh, and, and people kind of get caught up on massive amounts of content and they miss the time with the Lord. Really, you, your devotion time needs to be a time where you meet with the Lord. But if you've got like only 20 minutes to read five chapters because you've got to check your box off, I think you get a little hustle. You get too much hustle that way. And it's a good thing to do, and I want you to do that. But what I mean by feeding systematically is having the, 
the feeding coming in from all the different places. You do need to read the entire Bible through. That is good. You get a big picture. You do need to read the Psalms and the Proverbs because those are good. You do need to read the Gospels. In other words, you need to be feeding from the historical books in all the different places, but you also need to be feeding from Bible studies where maybe you're involved in a you know midweek type Bible study with some other people or at your church where you're studying like the life of Elijah. You know, you're studying, doing a word study or something of that nature. You also need to be under the, the kind of the umbrella of good preaching where you, uh, and this is where all the pastors go, amen, Mr. Mike. Okay. Uh, hit the like button there. Subscribe if you like that. Okay. But you need to be under the umbrella of good preaching. There is nothing like just good long-term preaching. If you listen to a thousand sermons, it will be. It will feed you systematically. Okay, you, that and your devotions and your Bible studies, and then like we sing hymns at our church, and hymns are another part of systematic feeding. There would be other things that you could add to that, like some Christian books that presently reading a missionary book right now and it's about a guy in the 1800s and it's just absolutely you know it's a whole different perspective overseas foreign missions i mean it's really cool there's a lot of great things but that's what i mean by feeding systematically have a system where you're balanced on all of that and that will keep you in that context that will keep you in the right thing and when we read a verse then and you don't necessarily understand it, you're going to go, well, that doesn't quite fit with what I heard from my sermon, what I got in my Bible study, whatever. And the little, like when the guy said, uh, you know, ding, 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 uh, I was just telling you about the book of Revelation. Like, I think I cracked the code in the book of Revelation. It's like, whoa, you know, it's just like a little something went, doing, you know, and I wasn't quite sure what it was, and I haven't read any of his stuff yet, and he invited me to come, you know, review this book that he's writing, and it's, it's an interesting thing, and I'm interested in it. Uh, but I also have been feeding systematically, you know, since the day I got saved, you know, which is a long, long time ago, and that will help me be in the context of the right thing. Okay, and the last one here, uh, you know, I had never cross-reference. In other words, don't ever do that. And this is where you do need to start to have a cross-referencing system. And this is more than feeding, okay? This is what I call study. This is, uh, and I believe that you need to have daily devotions and meet with the Lord regularly. And again, how to have effective daily devotions, I'll put the link in it here so you can have it. You need to meet with God regularly. I don't think you need to read 10 chapters regularly. I think that we go a little bit too fast on that. Nor do I think that the average person has time to study regularly. And what I mean by study here is this. And if you're a pastor listening to this, you're different than the rest of the world, okay? Because we study for sermon preparation, so we may spend like eight hours reading up on the church of Laodicea. But if you're just the average Joe and you're watching this, you're going to come across words that you don't know what they mean. That's where you need to stop get out a dictionary, do some type of research and study and figure out what a, you know, a denarii is, if it's a, which is a coin or something, you know, in the, in the New Testament. Or, you, you know, you, you read about Golgotha and you think, wait a minute, Golgotha, I thought it was Calvary, you know, or you're reading about the Sea of Tiberias. Jesus was on Tiberias, but over here it says he was on the Sea of Galilee. What's going on here? You need to take time and study 
study to do that, to, to figure that out. Study to sow yourself approved is the verse that we know uh, so that we would not be ashamed. But we need to make sure that we study regularly and that will be the cross-reference for us. In other words, we're going to go over to Luke and go, oh, that Luke said that. And Mark said that. It's the same thing. They Different words for the same thing. Well, one was a Greek and one was a Jew. They're using different names for the same body of water. How about that? Okay, you're learning some of those things. And if you never cross-reference, you're going to be a pretty good heretic, okay? Uh, you know, if you never get that context, if you always have an agenda, you're going to be a pretty good heretic, all right? And I don't want you uh, to go off. we got enough heretics out there already. I want you to be what you need to be. So make sure that you take everything I've said here and boil it down and you say, God, open my eyes. You make sure that you have that systematic system uh, going in your own self. And then make sure that you take time uh, from just your regular feeding time. Make sure that you break out and study particular things. Like, for example, I told you I'm reading a missionary story book. That has nothing to do with, uh, you know, my regular devotions. And I don't I necessarily read it every day, um, but I am reading it, and I'm almost through with it. Uh, it's been a while, you know. I, I'm not a, I, don't, I read a lot. I read, but then I get caught up, and I go, oh, that was, that's a really good thought. So I'm going to read like a page, and I'll go, oh, man, this guy did this, and he's overseas, and he did that. and Oh, you know, and I stop, okay, because I kind of I kind of get bogged down because uh, other stuff is so good, and I stop and think about it, and, I, and that's an important thing. But make sure that you are studying, that you're adding some special things, and you can do um, you can uh, do uh, sermon outside sermons and listen to those. There's many of those on, on the YouTube places and stuff like that. You can study exactly what you're doing here you're on a YouTube channel, kind of sharpening up and uh, being a lifelong learner. There's many ways you can do that. You can get external books, magazines, all that, uh, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, if this has been helpful for you, do me a favor just right now. I'd like to look down on the screen there, and I know it's down here somewhere. Uh, make sure that you find the, uh, the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, it's a little red button, I think, there, or the word subscribe hit that, hit the like button. That would be helpful. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers and uh, it's kind of great. It's really, I'm getting a lot more momentum on YouTube here lately and I really appreciate it. So thank you for sharing uh, this type of stuff. And uh, if you want to be a really good heretic, you want to take Bible verses out of context, uh, you want to make sure that you really get yourself, uh, you know, off the deep end and do your own agenda. Um, just follow these instructions that I've given you. If you're a pastor, you want to really mess up a sermon, just listen to everything I said. So anyway, thanks so much for being with us here. God bless you, and we will see you next week. Uh, and don't forget, in the comments below, favorite verses that have been taken out of context. Tell me a little bit about what it was. You know, the verse was here, and this is how someone took it out of context. I would appreciate that uh, in, the, uh, in the notes below. So God bless. We will see you next week here at the Better Sundays podcast at ReachKeep.com. Bye.